Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Have you heard? The birds, the word. Section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we will discuss... Uh, the latest happenings around uh, Joey Rickard. Could he be the next guy sent down? Who's going to be the next guy sent up? We'll call, we got all your news here, covering all your Vegas Golden Birds news on this episode of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Vegas sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rowdy. I can hear those casino bells ringing from here. And the button lever, Josh Sroka. We always try to stay up in front of whatever the trend is, and we got it. We got to get a little head start now. On, we are uh, going to be the uh, first the official Birds. Vegas Golden Birds podcast. Yep, let's hop on it now. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be the first. Um, but you know, as I was reading that intro, yeah, we're, we're kidding about the Vegas Birds. But I, and I was talking about like Joey Rickard. I think people know that we're kidding. We're going to get to how stupid that rumor was in a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, but after I started talking about like Joey Rickard and, and what's going to yeah. happen with him, I thought, oh, going to Vegas might not be the worst idea. <laughs> and hey, Vegas might get a team, might just not be the Orioles. And maybe Joey Rickard can get another turn. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to another episode of Section 336 um, in here in uh, Josh's uh, studio. And we have Bert, uh, who's representing Rockville. Rockville. I'm not Rockville. Par- uh, <laughs> Rockville. Parkville, you mean? Parkville. 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 Coming right. live over the squad cast, whatever that is. Yeah, that's our, that's our new uh, Skype replacement. Because we're, oh, it's we're, called the squad cast? Yeah, we're, gonna tr- we're testing out something called squad cast tonight, which is basically Skype designed for podcasters. They Be- should at least get that T going and call it squat cast. <laughs> well, yeah, but we were trying... See, we talk. We start almost every show now with something technical that's going on with our podcast because we've been having so many changes lately. But uh, we're trying to get our our sound better when we're remote. In this case, Bert is at his home and doing the podcast because of some miscommunication, uh, <laughs> pro- probably on our end. Yeah, you know what I think happened was. Yeah, I think it was Silas's fault. I think it was uh, my son's fault. See, what happened was is we all went to the game on Saturday night. Right, and by the way, we saw Dylan Bundy pitch uh, a good game, a great game, best we've yeah, seen Dylan Bundy game. in at least six months. Yeah, I, I almost stayed for the whole thing. Well, and that would only have been what, like two hours and twenty minutes. That it was, was a fast game. Uh, that was a short one. That's how every baseball game should be. Uh, yeah, but, I heard it, it was over by nine twenty-five. 
that yeah, sounds about awesome. right. Yeah. Uh, so so that was great. But anyway, uh, we got there first, and I brought my son Silas, and he sat in Bert's seat. Yeah. And so Bert sat right behind us, and he was mm-hmm. kind enough to let Silas sit there because I didn't pay for a ticket for the little guy. And shockingly, there was an empty seat behind us. I, I couldn't believe how right. uh, how lucky I was that there was an empty seat available. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Bert, actually, the Orioles aren't very good, and not very many people come. I, I'd be facetious. <laughs> that I, it, maybe if I wasn't coming over the squad cast, you could catch my sarcasm. But 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 that was actually a pretty big crowd on Saturday. And it, it was. It was Star Wars night. Outside yeah. of opening day, it was the biggest crowd we've seen, and the first time we saw a win. Yeah. yeah, and they went all out with the Star Wars stuff. I don't get half that stuff. Uh, Bert probably appreciates it more than I do, but they went all out with the graphics and all the. Did you like the Dwight Smith Jr. home run? That they call it a hand solo home run. Yeah. Han solo. Han solo. Han solo. Yeah. So so that that was fun. Good for them and 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 they saw a win. All right. And if you want to talk about Saturday night. Yeah, I do. Or- I have a couple things to say about it. All right. The Orioles did something really good. And I like to point out like the kids cheer free and the good things that they're doing for fans and communities because there's lots of ways where they're screwing fans. But Saturday night it was supposed like to rain. Product on the field. So they just so I don't know whose idea this is with the Orioles, but I want to praise this because you got to point out when they do good things until they go to Vegas. Uh, they gave out free ponchos. So yeah. they gave us our little uh, bebop hat and then the uh, <laughs> and then the, the poncho. Even Silas got a poncho. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. I, I think it's... I don't care about have a you poncho. Ever, have you ever seen the price of a poncho at a stadium? How much does a poncho cost to make? Like, Oh, pennies to make. It's not how much it costs to make. You know how much Ayo, they sell baby. it for it? They sell them for like nine bucks. Yeah, who cares how much they sell for? No one. We were. We would not go buy a poncho for nine bucks. It's not like no. hey, I'm saving five nine bucks because you guys gave me a poncho. I'm not but, buying a poncho. But it's a little piece piece of plastic. What? Someone give me a is, trash bag. What is the worst thing about when it starts to rain at a stadium? Besides you getting wet, if they're continuing to play and it's a little drizzle, what's the most annoying thing all the stupid fans do? Bring out their bust out their big old umbrellas. Yeah, the big umbrellas. The Orioles are saying, "Hey, get rid of those stupid umbrellas. They bother everyone." They they hit the person behind you. They hit the person next to you. They hit the person in front of you. They block the view. There's a poncho. Oh, hey, it's, but it's, it's thinking of the fans and uh, the Orioles don't do that that often. So you got to point out even the little ones. Yeah, I I hate to talk about the game during the podcast, but Jonathan VR just hit a grand slam, so that's yes. worth mentioning. Um, he's having a good year. Jonathan he, he's VR. having a good year. Chris Davis. It's, it's was a good thing he did because they had the they had the bases loaded with nobody out, and then. Uh, Two straight batters struck out on three pitches, so VR came up there and knocked them all in because the other guys couldn't. Mm. That it's grand awesome. that grand slam isn't so O's, but the the base loaded, no outs. Let's all That's get out. O's. That's yeah, O's. Yeah. yeah. But on on Saturday, I brought. Can I just a uh, little bit of parenting advice here? Yeah. Here's what I do with 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 my son. I don't I'm, I don't like taking him out anywhere because of the diaper issue. I don't like. I'm uncomfortable changing him in public places. I feel like I'm no good at it. And I take him into the into the bathroom, right where they had the change of table, and then like I I feel like stuff gets everywhere. Like I'm digging, I'm rooting through the the bag, and I can't find the diaper, and then I can't find the wipes, and like I'm just throwing stuff everywhere on this dirty floor. And then I tell Silas like don't touch anything. But Silas just hit this age where if you tell him don't do something, like he immediately does it. What is that? I literally I say like don't touch anything, and immediately he grabs the first thing he can touch. Why does he do that? I don't understand that. He's this, a boy. This, this is why two-year-olds don't drive 
because they would see a stop sign and they would just keep going, by the way. But I, here's here's the system I do because I don't like changing diapers in public places. And then we'll get back to the Vegas Golden Birds. Um, I This is like sometimes if I if I, if I know I'm going to be drinking some in the evening or the night, I during the day, I hydrate. I drink a lot of water. And then wear a diaper yourself. I do the same thing with Silas. <laughs> is during the day and morning, I know I'm taking them out that night for a long time. So we hydrate them. All the way up until about three or four o'clock. Then I cut him off. No more to drink. And so by the time seven o'clock comes around, he's already peed out all the stuff he's drunk. I'm not giving him any fresh liquids, and he's not drinking until he gets home that night. Uh, that's so a, no diaper changes. That's also the way Bert went to the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, he should have. That's not the way Josh went to the Avengers. See, I'm learning. I'm planning ahead. Josh probably take a pee, a, a pee break oh, after the Avengers. I did. I didn't make it. I saw Avengers twice and didn't pee either time. I I, uh, I will take a pee break at a different time in the movie the second time i go yeah don't even get me i've been in in, in bathroom stalls a lot lately you ever go in bathroom stalls and go to the bathroom yes. yeah is <laughs> <laughs> that real question Wait, well, i don't understand what, what 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 goes on in there if i go in a stall i sit down i do my business quietly i get up i get out there's so much humping and humping and grumping and grunting <laughs> what is going on in those stalls that you who make, does number two work for that you have to make so much noise it's not that serious lately every time i go somewhere there's everyone's like like they're pushing out a freaking baby like just go in there do your thing and get out quietly why do you got to make a big noise about it because <laughs> isn't that the world generation we're living in now where you've got to make everything about you i mean with facebook and twitter you got to make it all about yeah. you why not on the toilet as well you i know you want to you you want to meddle for for making cool noises and pushing something big out like what are we talking about here get out of here with this nonsense anyway so i didn't have to change his diaper i changed his diaper once and i didn't even need to when we were at the stadium so that's my <laughs> that's my strategy nice, nice win story. win yeah yeah. But, Silas seemed to enjoy it though. Yeah, he sat in the seat the whole time. He's at this perfect age where he'll sit there and watch it. He's, he doesn't need to run anywhere. But then, like, he also like enjoys it. So it's at a good age. It's at a good age right now. In like a, in like six months, he probably won't be able to sit still. But right now, he can sit still. He watches a game. No, you didn't. Between, he's half the time staring at Bert behind him. The other half watching uh, the game. That's fine. The old man in front of us stares at Bert half the time anyway. <laughs> well, we all stare at everyone. It's. Um, Silas uh, S- 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 and the man in front had a nice conversation about uh, yes. the Oriole bird or something. Yeah, it was a nice conversation. So, but why is he at fault for why I'm not in studio tonight? Oh, because me, Silas, and Josh were talking about the podcast. And oh no, see, I thought it was we were talking about doing in studio, and I think you were in the seat behind us, so maybe you didn't hear the conversation that me, Silas, and Josh were having. I think we, I think Bert also. There was a point where you turned to me and said. Is Bert coming tonight? Oh, yeah, because that was it was getting too. really close to the game. And so. it was Star Wars night, so I thought Bert would be there early. Right. I thought Silas would – I thought Albie would be there with you. I thought you'd be all in for Star Wars night. So I think we had the conversation early is probably what happened. Um, or it could be the headphones Bert was wearing. Because a yeah. couple of times I turned around to talk to Bert, and he was wearing headphones. So I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it was a, it was a big podcast night for me. I was listening to lots of uh, end game reviews. The lady and in front of us is listening was... to the Oriole game. You're listening to other things. End game yeah. reviews. Get out of yeah. here. I I mean, have you seen the product on the field? Can uh-huh. you blame me? Uh, and there are a lot of good podcasts out there, and only so much time. So I don't knock you with that one. I uh, and I didn't realize it was Star Wars night until I walked through the gate and they handed me a BB-8 hat. I was like, oh, oh cool, Star name. Wars night. I'm in. 
Hey, uh, but th- that's the last time I say I'll take Salas uh, to a baseball game until, you know, the next time I'm going to take him to, to a game is? Father's Day. Father's Day. hey yeah. What's Father's Day? Father's Day is, is Section 336, Day at the Bay. We're going to Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. $10 gets you a box seat to sit with all the coconuts with Section 336. So make sure, uh, what, you go through our website? Yeah. Section336.com. Yeah, it's been a while since we tweeted out, so we'll tweet and Facebook yeah, post we'll it. I think there's it. an event on our Facebook page. Uh, oh, yeah. So, and there's you know, a link at the top of section336.com. Yeah, and if you go to the event page on our Facebook page, there, there's a link there to get the tickets. Yeah. And Ten, $10. It's a great deal. Bring the whole family. Great seats. See, and, see, and see the baby birds. Yeah. And probably last chance to see me for a while. Yeah. Because the whole reason we're uh, testing out Squadcast is because I am moving to Florida. So 336 is going to continue, but not all in studio that often. Yeah. So we're going to do... Uh, we're going to continue like this with Squadcast or Skype or something. And uh, you two will still be going to Oriole games. I'll be watching them all on TV. What's the closest baseball team to you in Florida? Uh, Tampa. Tampa. And Atlanta. So I've already got plans I'm to go with a friend and meet a friend up in Tampa for Labor Day when the Orioles are there. So if you Are see, you looking through Tampa Bay jerseys? Uh no no I never supported the Tampa Bay Rays but, ever since they dropped the devil out of their name but the Braves <laughs> so I'm moving to St Augustine Florida and the Braves are four hours from there and I could get a Soroka jersey oh yeah that'd be cool with the extra that guy's killing it. Yeah, out the he's extra doing pretty o. good yeah. so that jersey it's is Soroka not Soroka bud right right I think I think he just got tired of mispronouncing mis- yeah. I think you know what it is it's like my mail my mail always has an agree every extra letter in it that's the word extra so does yours yeah I if, if i was this a major guy, player i would make myself what stroka. Is, is his name I would mike? Add a T. yeah mike i bet guarantee mike soroka is really mike stroka but he got tired of correcting people yeah. just like uh, either him or his dad did or his grandfather did yeah you're right, right. zach britain just like zach britain yeah. exactly or or mike wright jr senior jr <laughs> right except that was his <laughs> own doing uh so yeah, so I, and Sarasota's pretty close. Sarasota's like three hours. So I'll be going to Sarasota. There's some baseball that's played there. Yeah, yeah. it means that uh, I think Bert was still around, but he may not have been during the Oriole game when we were talking about bringing back our spring training trips. Yeah, because that'll be a chance for us all to get in studio together. Yeah, me and you and Silas had a nice conversation yeah. bringing back the spring training yeah, trips. Exactly. <laughs> I was listening to a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't think three three six will really skip a beat. But it'll uh, we're we're adjusting, and uh, come out to Father's Day and and wish me luck on my move. Yeah, sounds sounds good. So yeah, um, Father's Day, uh, go ahead and get your tickets. Speaking of baby birds, this really works out. I'm really happy with the Orioles this year. I really like the direction they're going. I like. Um, I, yeah, I said I brought my son, who's two. When do when does a young person like understand that their baseball team is winning or losing? What age is that? Like six. Yeah, six to eight, something like that. All right. Well, right now, oh my gosh, the Delmarva Shorebirds, all those Shorebirds players are what, like four years away when Silas is going to start caring, and they are crushing it. Do you know what the Delmarva Shorebirds record is? I'll tell you what it is because you don't know what it is. I don't. Know. I don't. No, but I, don't I know, know all is. that analytics has been passed down to all those pitchers oh and everything. Oh my God. They're, so they're we're seeing it. Yeah, and I was listening to an interview with uh, McCoy, who was just caught up from Frederick to Bowie, talking about some of the technology stuff that he has access to. But no, but no the Delmarva Shorebirds are 24 
and four. 24 wins and four Dang. losses. A winning percentage of like 8-5-3. That's insane, man. That's good. That's... Where, where, who are they playing against? Like single A teams? Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're playing against guys in the same caliber. It's they not actually, like they're playing the Yankees. They actually have a bunch of veterans in their mid-30s playing against these little 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. They're a bunch of young guys. Yeah, if you look. I, That's, I wanna... That is the future. Those are the guys that are going to win us a World Series in Las Vegas. Here are some stats. Here are some stats, all right? Um, guys, these stats should blow you away. Ofelki, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right. Sounds right. Ofelki, <laughs> Peralta. I don't know how would you O F E L K Y. the wrong time to take a drink of water. Ofelki, Ofelki. No, O F O F E L K Y. Ofelki. All right, Ofelki. Ofelki Peralta. He's has an ERA of 107, but I, I don't care about the ERAs because all these ERAs are amazing. Listen to these strikeout numbers. He has 35 strikeouts in 25 innings. Blaine Knight recently drafted 33 strikeouts in 26 innings. Grayson Rodriguez 33 strikeouts in 20 innings. Um, Gray Fenter 32 strikeouts in 22 innings. Drew Rome 30 strikeouts in 21 innings. I could go on. Tyler Joyner 25 strikeouts. In, in 20 innings. This is a little bit ridiculous. Tim Naughton. I haven't, I've not heard a thing, but I'm not, a Tim Naughton, I've never heard of him. Tim Naughton <laughs> has 25 strikeouts in 13 innings. The strikeout numbers, all of them, all those guys have over nine strikeouts per inning. It's pretty insane. Half the pitching staff has over nine, well over nine strikeouts per it, per nine, nine innings. It's, it's insane what they're doing, the pitching staff and the strikeout numbers are through the roof. And it's the same at Frederick, right? Like, that's that's low A. High A at Frederick, you have Michael Bowman, who has 34 strikeouts in 18 innings. Do you think it's because these younger guys at single A are easier to, uh, like, listen to you and, and easier to coach? D.L. Hall has 30 strikeouts in 18 innings. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure, right? Because Grayson Rodriguez... I've heard people talk about him. They, they they say he's like a man. They say he's 19 years old, but he's like a man down there. Um, and and DL Hall has been dominating. Even Cody Sedlock, who's had like a lot of a few rough years, he's pitching really well. ERA 1.95. Um, if you think the Orioles are three or four years away, I have good news for you. Three and four years from now, that's where all our good pitchers are in single A. So <laughs> there's a lot of question marks, right? Like we we know about prospects not work pitching prospects right. not working out and we know about pitching prospects getting hurt but i'll tell you what it's really exciting what's happening at delmarva and frederick like if the season ended right now um for the orioles i would call this a successful season just for the orioles just because of what's happening in single a because that's part of the orioles right and that's about acquiring more talent and getting the talent you have to play better and the major league pitchers still suck and we'll get to that more a little bit later when i share some home run totals but right now, the minor league pitchers are pitching their brains out, uh, and and they're really impressive. They're really could you, impressive. Could you imagine a major league pitching staff putting up those numbers? Yeah, it's unheard of. It's like <laughs> it's like if everyone is is Jason Degrom or something. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, and so who knows, right? Because these all are are nineteen and twenty year old kids. Right. Um, so who knows where they'll be where they'll be when they're twenty three, twenty four. Uh, but you got to be encouraged, and I don't know like how much of this is just technology, because Cody Sedlock sucked last year. Now he's really good. You mean uh, an- analytics, not technology. They're not like robotic arms. 
Yeah, but a lot of the analytics they talk about is like getting stuff on With video. Better cameras or whatever. Yeah, better yeah. cameras and all that stuff. Um, so technology, I think, right. is involved. No, I know they did go and in all the stadiums invest in more cameras and technology on that side there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my, the minor league-wise is something to be excited about. But uh, in four years, here's my question. When D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez and Cody Sedlock all get here, Michael Bauman, um, Blaine Knight all get here, will the Orioles be in Baltimore? Or Vegas. Or Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, now, Josh, you want to touch on this news story? Well, uh, I think we should back up a little bit. There's all it all started with when was it Thursday? Was it Thursday or Friday that the the latest ruling of the Masson lawsuit came out? And uh, I guess the, they ruled in favor of the Nats this time and say that the Orioles have to pay a hundred million to the Nats. Now we know that the Orioles will end up appealing it or something and say Major Peter League Angela Baseball is paying anyone hundred million dollars. Right, exactly. <laughs> he would move to Vegas before he paid anyone hundred million dollars. So, uh, right. <laughs> so that was so that started everyone saying, "Oh, well, the Orioles are going to lo- leave because, um, you know, because they say, well, the Orioles, the Nats screwed the Orioles with this market, which they did and all, but uh, it's not enough. It just means that we're not a. We used to be a large market team, right? We're now a small market, not we, the not the smallest market, right? But, but a, small a small market, market. and yeah. we've been saying that a mid to small. Yeah, and we've been I'm saying okay that. With that. I'm at We're peace fine with that. with that. I don't need to be the biggest, the biggest team out right. there. But I'm, I'm happy with my size. But there's of, lots of, of Oriole fans who constantly think we are we're the same market as the New York Yankees or the LA Dodgers, and we're not. And we've been talking about that for years. So in the past, we've spent sometimes like we were. Right, yes, like if you go have. back, especially before we've, the Nationals, even the past few years, we've been spending we've, a ton we've of been money. The top ten yep. spending money, yeah. right? And but remember, fans don't like to don't like to read that, hear that. Right, and they part like of the to reason, just complain. and part of the reason too, is because all our resources went into salary. Yes, because we didn't have an analytics department. We had no sure. international scouts. Now we have to pay someone called an international. You know, when they uh, uh, director, and that's true, and that's something that where you say, oh, well, the Orioles are top ten in payroll. That's just for players. Right. So that that, Meanwhile, the that Yankees, looks good. We don't know. The Yankees spend $51 million than us on players, but they also have right. millions of dollars spent in the analytics department, exactly. international you know, camp setup, whatever they right. do over there. So finally we're starting to focus on some of that. And then, you know, fans fans are stupid. We we deal with fans. We understand that. Uh, I don't, three th- coconuts are smart. I don't even so how are fans? But, I don't understand how fans are stupid in this scenario. Uh, because they no, because they don't won't accept the fact that we're a small market team. But and but, the fans, oh, okay, love but, to say, oh well, no one's going to the game, so the Orioles are going to lose. It's you know what the fans aren't stupid. There's a lot of fans who are fair weather fans, and there's a lot of fans in Baltimore who are very sensitive to the concept of a team moving and leaving. Yes, and, and, and understandably so. Yes. yes. And because of that, they think that uh, even though it's been many years, that their next team is going to leave. Um, and do you think that's a ridiculous notion to be afraid of that? I think, I think that there are more things going on and about that. But we'll get to that. So anyway, this all spilled into Saturday when Bruce Cunningham, on, uh, who's a host on 105.7, had on attorney Benjamin Neal as a guest. Because I guess it's his personal attorney, and he wanted an attorney's viewpoint on this Masson stuff. And uh, this guy threw out there that he's been hearing a strong rumor that an anonymous 
first off, here's the first problem. An anonymous bid, an anonymous offer has came from someone in Las Vegas for $3 billion to bring the Orioles to Las Vegas when the stadium deal ends, which happens to be after 2021. Right. And we all know the stadium deal ends at 20, after 2021, but we just assume. So, so that's stadium where, deals end all the time. They are right. for a certain length of time. They get to the and end, they, they renew, renew it. it. They this renew happens it. all the time. And we know that Camden yeah. Yards, it's safe to say Oriole Park at Camden Yards will be renewed because it's considered one of the, it, no matter what type of poll in any type of order, it's always one of the top three to five or one to five. It's always at the top as far as stadium experiences. It, it it's the stadium that changed the baseball forever. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. All that. It always now, gets ranked highly as far as stadiums go. So there's that 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 baseball would always want a team to play in Camden Yards because it's such a nice stadium. Uh, there's the fact that the Angeloses have said many times about their commitment to Baltimore. The Suns have shown their commitment to Baltimore. But here's the other the other side of the fan argument is which amazes me all the time, is there are still a lot of fans scared to go to Baltimore because of the Freddie Gray riots. And I thought we were past that. And I, then, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but okay, I'll let you say it. I w- I, exa- exactly. I was on The Athletic today where Dan Connolly was doing a little, he does once a week or every other week, he does a like poll question and lets people answer and he interacts with them and all. And he said, what would it take to get you to go to pay to go an Oriole game? And expecting people to say, like, do more promotions, do tickets. Right. Give and, out ponchos, I guess. And I was amazed like how many people said, and you can scroll through it, a lot of people said, add more security outside the stadium. Add security between, okay. the, between the light rail and the stadium. Okay. I think there's Ru- a little bit of a, uh, like, thinking that Baltimore's unsafe. I, I think, think that it's a little bit different than just directing it. Is, is to correlate it directly to the Freddie Gray route, right? I think no, you say because the, the next, city is unsafe. Well, no, no. The, ne- the next step was people talking about how they used to love to go to the stadium uh, before the riots, but now they feel like they need extra security. And uh, okay. Connolly was handling That's it fine. Ridiculous. And every person who said that, he'd said, I've go to every <laughs> every game and I've never felt unsafe. Yeah. That's said, one of those, like, I'm afraid to fly, right. and even people, though driving to the stadium. People would argue. And, and the argument people had were, well, when the riots happened, they marched from City Hall all the way down to Oriole Park. Yeah, and how many Oriole fans died during the riots, No, by the way? we were at that game. Yeah. Remember, they, they locked they us up. They handled it very well. Yeah. For like 45 minutes. And guess what? If they didn't tell us, we wouldn't have known because it was in the middle of the game. Yeah. No one was in danger. No one was in danger. No. Um, and that's happened once. Yeah. And it's been many, many years. If you were scared of stuff because of something that happened once... Yeah, there's a lot of other things to be scared of, you like driving your car. Should never leave your house, or going to work, or going to a public school. Yeah, don't leave your house. Right, don't leave my, your house if you're scared. Yeah, if you don't like riots, also don't come to my fourth period on a Friday, really? <laughs> because <laughs> it's about like that. Um, right. So yeah, it's that, that's silly. But anyway, all this to say, 105.7 had a guy with no um, credible sources, right? So talking about moving to Vegas, right? So then yesterday. Chuck Sapienza, who's the program director of yeah. 1057. Now, remember, 1057 is the flagship for the Orioles. Right. So they've got but a pretty. They're not owned by the Orioles. No, but they, they get paid. They pay to get games. Who pays who? They pay. I think it's like a two way street. I would imagine that they, they both... have to pay to get 
they the pay the games. for the rights, but they also have to please the Orioles. Right. I'm sure there's a lot of promotions they get from it. And all right. That stuff. Yeah, so sure he said bad. yesterday during it's Bruce's Saturday show, Bruce had on attending attorney Benjamin Neal as a guest. Mr. Neal mentioned a rumor involving the Orioles. It should be taken as just that a rumor. There are no facts to back up his claim. Uh, 105.7 allows our guests uh, a platform to speak on their own area of expertise. Guests that choose to use that pl- platform to throw out non-credible rumors heard through the grapevine fail to meet that level. I apologize to the Orioles and their fans. We will do better. Should uh, should Bruce Cunningham be in trouble for this? Well, I for, think for not for because after this guy's statement, he took calls about it right. and everything. He he kind of helped promote this rumor. Yeah, I mean, this sounds more like a Alex Jones story. I mean, I think yeah. the, you're bearing the, the, the lead a little bit. I think the lead is people still listen to the radio. I didn't know that was still a thing. <laughs> oh, on a Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, so congrats to you for listening to the radio. Hey, right. hey, dude, get some podcasts in your life. Uh, get some endgame reviews with Bird over there. But I did find it interesting that the program director of 105.7 came out to say this is not true. Why aren't the Orioles coming out and saying oh, this I, is just crap? I think even because if you say it's crap, you that you add like you're acknowledging it right so, so you think like, you just, i think it's it doesn't even deserve an acknowledgement because because someone from the orioles called chuck and said hey chucky you gotta you gotta you I, gotta pull this down i think it's a little silly that chuck apologized for i it. think it is too like, but it but it's, it's also talk radio you talk about all kinds of stupid stuff right but it's classic like orioles wanting to control the media yeah yeah like if we talked about on here and the orioles said hey you guys need to apologize for that <laughs> I said, fine, I'd I'll say, apologize. I'd say thank but I'm you not, for listening. I'm not apologizing for all the things I said about Rakubako, but I'll apologize for that. <laughs> but I think it's all – well, and you know what? And the thing is, it's, it's, a, it's a silly rumor that has no foundation. And, in fact, the Angelos guys, um, Peter Angelos, say what you want about him, but he's been very dedicated. He's a Baltimore guy and has been dedicated to Baltimore yep. and still has, has his sons. So nothing, there's no indication that would point in any direction to the, any of these rumors being even close to being considered. No. Not, not even considered. And, and the Orioles, all right, so let's say you're in Las Vegas, you have $3 billion to bring a team to Las Vegas. That's great. The Orioles aren't the team to, that you're going to grab. How about Tampa Bay, where no one comes when it's a big game? Well, yeah, well, I mean, and... If uh, you want to blame attendance, Tampa Bay, could, you could buy Tampa Bay. Um, but well, our dear commissioner... Would prefer to go to thirty-two teams, right? He, and right he's, and he's, so expansion there's a we, is the way to go. Right. That's why we no play the game in Mexico City this week. Yes, because they want to expand. No one's moving. People they'll make new teams. Right. They want to put a team in Portland. They want to put a team in Vegas. They want to put a team in Mexico City. Montreal. When Peter Angelos dies, they want to come into North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, Mo- Montreal. They want to go back there. So, there's no Japan. I don't. Th- I don't think Japan's there, there yet. I don't. They, they did, but I think that was more of an Ichiro celebration. Can, can, can I say, before I die, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a uh, a league in, in Japan or in Asia. Maybe. if It all depends on that tunnel that Elon Musk is doing. Yeah, how fast, that, how fast can that go? Because that's supposed to be like D.C. to Baltimore in like 10 minutes or something. Yeah. That could make that travel easy. Yeah. but uh, Though I do love people on Twitter coming out and like... I feel like on on, did on you, Twitter. Did you respond at all to it on Twitter? No, it, I didn't either. It's, so it's it too stupid warn. to deal with. And like even like people who are worried about it, like then we had some fun with it. I think that's fine. 
But like, I feel like there's uh, the the Orioles Twitter police when it's like kind of like how Josh said, um, "Bert, you're going too far when you're having hitters run to third base." Like at some point, <laughs> wait, what? Uh, Twitter's uh, some Twitter police say, "Guys, you're going too far. This will never happen," and they set the record straight because sometimes the the normal people get out of hand, and so the Twitter police have to come in and, and the Orioles Twitter police settle down and say, hey, settle guys, down button, settle down. Yeah. Settle down. So that, that happens. Um, sometimes that when, person's Rocco Baco, but, but not this time. When's the last time uh, a major league team was uprooted and moved? Was it the Expos to DC or was there one since then? No, it had to be the Expos to yeah, DC. Yeah, I think that was the latest one. That's the last one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't think of anything else. Yeah. But I mean, you have, uh, we live in a world uh, where the uh, Colts left in the middle of the night. We live in a world where no one said Donald Trump would be president and he became president. So crazier things have happened. Sure. So to even like mention the notion, I don't think is insane or you should apologize for it or you should be chastised for it. I mean, you can have the conversation. Um, I think it would be unbelievable, like shockingly unbelievable. Uh, it would not make sense on any level. Uh, and and by, by by the way, our attendance this year is abysmal. Do you know where we yep. rank in attendance? Out uh, of thirty, out of thirty baseball teams, thirty baseball cities, twenty-eight. Because I saw that White Sox game, and there was no one at that game. Tampa Bay's always low. I'm going to go twenty-eight. We're at twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah. That's not bad. I'm I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Considering <laughs> we're the worst team on the field, you, you know who's below? I'll take Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Miami. All right. On none of those teams. Well, all right. Miami sucks. They're like in full rebuild. The rest of those teams should be should be pulling more people out than the Orioles. Well, Pittsburgh, Kansas City are in rebuild. But Tampa, yeah, but, Tampa Bay is first in division. But don't tell me the and, Orioles are leaving Baltimore because of attendance when you're out doing those teams. And you know who has almost the same attendance as us is Minnesota, who's in first place, I believe. And you know Cleveland. Can we talk about Cleveland? Only drawing seventeen thousand people a game—that's only that's less than a thousand a game, more than the Orioles. And Cleveland's supposed to have one of the best teams in baseball. So get so, out of here. Right, attendance isn't a big deal. It's a it's a national wide thing that is not helped by crystal clear HD TV. Yeah. Do you know who's in first for attendance? Yeah. Uh, the Yankees. They're third. Red Sox. Well, no, no, Fenway small, so it'd have to be a different team. No, see, Wrigley's small, too. Yeah, it's that small stadium you gotta, problem. You got to go with a big uh, – Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers, number one, St. Louis, Yankees, and Phillies. Then the Cubs, Ooh. number five. All right. All right, so the Orioles are not leaving Baltimore. No. Right? But but as we get closer to 2021, the rumors might give up, might uh, might start coming back they'll, again. They'll probably renew it this summer. Yeah. It's not like it's not like a free agent. It's not like they're going to hold out. It's not Scott Boris representing the city of Baltimore. Right. Yeah, but but you know what? Twenty twenty one, maybe maybe we're playoff contenders by then. Maybe we go out with a World Series ring and then they move. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'd be okay with that because because they're probably never going to do it again in my lifetime if they don't do it in this region. Yeah, but you're cutting that a little tight with twenty twenty one. That's true. That that's a little too soon. That's, uh, that's only two years away. Right. That's setting up for like a a wild card loss, and then you lose the team, and they win the World Series the next so year. So what they're doing is they're they're doing the NHL version of moving a franchise to Vegas so that they can go to the postseason, the championship game, 
the championship series uh, like the Golden Knights did with the Stanley Cup last year as a new team, a move team. The Orioles, which will then be the Golden Birds, win their first World Series in their first year as a Vegas team in 2022. Right. Drew Forrester is saying that uh, that this Orioles to Vegas rumor has been around for a while, but that he doesn't think it's real. He thinks it's the Orioles are using this rumor to try to get a better deal from the city of Baltimore with the stadium rights. I only Before this report, I only saw one person write an actual ar- ar- article about it, and it was Peter Schmuck probably three no, years ago. Yeah, saying this is crap. The Orioles, Here's ten reasons why the Orioles won't leave. No, no, no. It was like the Orioles suck. Oh, guess what? The Orioles could leave. But, I mean, Schmuck right. just puts a fluff piece. Right, right. So. They need someone to subscribe to there the was, song. There was no, like, sources cited, yeah. All right, but someone did leave the Orioles this week or leave Baltimore. Well, I don't know. Oh, he did. Two guys technically left. Okay. One guy's more notable. Tell me who. Uh, John Vidalin, who joined the O's last July as the new team's COO. What's a COO? Chief Operating Officer? Yep. Yes. Of Business Operations. So... Uh, before the Orioles, he was with the Marlins, or no, he was with the NBA, he, NBA Miami Heat. That's where he was. But anyway, he's no longer with the Orioles as of last year, at last week. And no one's really saying why. He disappeared from the team's front office roster last week, along with a bigger name, the special assistant to the owner. You know who that was, Bert? Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. So Anderson is apparently no longer part of the Orioles. Well, that's not true. That's hashtag fake news. Here's a... You got real news? Updated tweet by Rakubako. All right. All right. So the news has gotten to Rock then. Um, yeah. So uh, um, Rock tweeted out a couple hours ago, being asked a lot, being asked a lot about Brady Anderson. Uh, dude. Uh, this is, I'm adding dude. He didn't really tweet right, this. But we just assumed But I feel like dude. in his head he was thinking dude. Dude. He's still in the Orioles organization. As Michael I stated in spring training, Anderson is concentrating on strength and conditioning and nutrition at the major league and minor league levels. So he's he no oversaw longer. the new strength condition hires in the minors. You idiots. But I so, added the you idiots. So he's no longer but he's no longer assistant to the owner or whatever. Yeah. But but Rock like we yeah, but there's a if you look on the Orioles page as they list who works for the Orioles, there's like a hundred names on there. Right. Brady but Anderson it's weird that Brady there. Anderson was on there and now he was Carlos taken off. Carlos is probably on there. Yeah, there's a lot of and there's <laughs> a lot of like strength and conditioning guys on the Orioles website, uh, but somehow he did not make the cut. Now, you hate to see that. I mean, we right. have here. Here's who is on the condition staff. We have the head team physician, the orthopedist, two orthopedists, three orthopedists. The dentist. You know the Orioles have their own dentist? Wait, the dentist is on the team, but Brady Anderson is not listed? An optometrist. I need a dentist, and I could use an optometrist. And and I don't know what Can this person specializes that? in, but an internist. Internist? <laughs> yeah, right, internist. So that, he's in charge of all the interns. Oh, in charge of all the interns, yeah. Uh, he's a doctor in charge of the interns? Do the interns get their own doctor? Wait, it's a doctor? Yeah. So like an internist, internist called Dr. Mayor Hammond. I don't know. Does he take care of like internal organs? You got the head athletic trainer, the two assistant athletic trainers, two strength conditioning coaches, a massage ther- 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 therapist. Um, but in all that, you have no list of Brady Anderson. So that's just kind of interesting. Right. Um, yeah. By the way, di- director of baseball operations still for the Orioles, Trip Norton, friend of the show. Good. I'm glad he's still around. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of people who work for the Orioles, uh, you guys might think this is dumb or interesting. But Josh, you in Let's the find studio, out. <laughs> in the studio down there, you, you have an extensive collection of bobbleheads and figurines and stuff. And and at my yes. office in Mount Washington Village, I I have a whole bunch of bobbleheads, all my little golden uh, statue guys, golden Orioles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> golden birds. Um, but as I was exiting Camden Yards on Saturday night, I was walking along the warehouse after you exit the gate there, right around where that little garden is and the old Memorial Stadium sign, you know? Yeah. Yep. And there's offices there in the warehouse and yeah. they were closed, but all the lights were on and all the blinds were open. So I was creeping my nose through the windows. <laughs> Doing some creeping. As one does. Snooping some investigative reporting, <laughs> right. Section 336. I, I, eyewitness exclusive. I think I've seen you do that around your neighborhood as well. <laughs> and uh, and let me tell you, all those people who work in the cubicles there in the warehouse, they put our bobblehead uh, collections to shame, man. Wait, yeah, because they get them all for free. They got everything. Imagine if outside your office every day they were handing out bobbleheads. Yeah. Well, I was always like, why bother? I'm, I'm just going to throw away all my bobbleheads because I can never live up to the, the interns who work in the warehouse at Camden Yards. Their collections I've, put me to shame. I've gone on eBay many times and looked at Oriole bobbleheads and said, oh, that one is really nice. I don't have that one. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's a lot out there. I don't know why you need more than one bobblehead. You put one bobblehead on the desk. You can play with it when you want. I don't understand the point uh, of one more than Michael, one bobblehead. I'm not Michael Scott. I don't put them on my desk. Oh, okay. I put them up behind me. How what? often do you play with them? My How often do you play with your bobbleheads? They're, they are little statues. Do they bring sit you on a shelf? Do they bring you joy, Josh? Yeah, yeah, they bring me joy. <laughs> the bring... the, uh, the only one I still have on my shelf now that's a current Oriole is Dylan Bundy. Uh, I got I got a lot of Manny Machado. You don't, to get you don't have a Trey Mancini or a Crush Davis. You don't have a Crush Davis with a little puppy. Well, uh, happy, no. happy birthday, because I got a Trey Mancini and a Crush Davis here for you. Josh, how many of your bobbleheads are making the trip to Florida with you? All of them, except I had duplicates. So the duplicates are not. So that's why Bert is now the proud owner of a Trey Mancini and a Crush Davis and Samson bobblehead. <laughs> They're going into the... Bert, you just got three new bobbleheads. What that's are you going to do next? That's two. Gonna, oh, two new bobbleheads. I'm going to take down the Adam Jones and Manny Machado ones that I have. And, I, and you'll get your black Brian Roberts back. Yeah, so that's technically my brother. Is I going to give that back to him? Uh, he'll never know. He probably won't. He'll be like, oh, I forgot. I, gave I think 50-50, I could have taken it with me to Florida. Oh, no. I, I would have noticed. Anything. I, I would have said something. I thought of just <laughs> seeing when you would notice, but I didn't want to have it in a box somewhere and have to dig through and mail it back to you. Yeah, I need that Black Brian Roberts. That's a, that's a hot item. No, I want you to make the trade, Bert. Give the Black Brian Roberts bobblehead for my uh, Koji Ohara jersey. I still have that. Jersey. I'll give that back to you, too. Oh, you have that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, did you guys see on Saturday that the Orioles now are serving Pepsi and not Coke at Camden Yards? No, I, I didn't see I, it until I saw it on Twitter. I got confused because I went and ordered a Coke, and she said, would you like a Pepsi? And I got confused and assumed, I guess I always get Pepsi at, at Camden Yards. <laughs> and then I, I just went back to my seat, and then I saw a press release today about the Orioles switching this, and I was reminded that they used to have gigantic Coca-Cola billboards at the stadium. Yeah, and I guess they're not there this year. Well, that's they've gone too far now. Yeah, I didn't notice. I can't <laughs> I tell you the last time I had a soft drink at a baseball. I game. know, <laughs> I know, but I do. In in yeah. two in in two thousand one, I was in Toronto, 
and I took the Pepsi challenge. You guys ever do that? Take yeah, the yeah. Pepsi, Pepsi challenge. versus Coke. Pepsi versus no. Coke. They yeah, were like lined Coke. up on the streets. Yeah, Coke's always better. And you and I walked up, and I was always a Coke man. You see, yeah. I'm a Coke man. Right. I was always a Coke man, <laughs> and I walked up there, and you know they 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 don't tell you which one's which, and I said Pepsi was the best one. I think it's rigged. I think it's rigged too. They're yeah. putting like uh, uh, eye drops in the in the Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought the Pepsi was better. Don't you remember when they used to do it with the with the clear Pepsi and they did the Pepsi challenge with the clear drinks? No, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember those. I remember Crystal Clear Pepsi. Yeah, they used to hand that stuff out for free all over the place. We should do that. We should go on the street of Baltimore and do the podcast challenge and like put in people's earbuds a minute of bird's eye view. And a minute of section three six and see what people like better. <laughs> They'll probably be like, uh, I can die right, now. Right. And, and a, right. And a minute of Bruce Cunningham. Throw yeah. 1057 in their mix. Yeah, absolutely. Just an idea. Um, hey, guys, um, check this out. This I'm sure you guys heard all, about all this, but this just it like like I, I know the Orioles are bad, but sometimes like the stats blow me away. On how bad they are. Yeah. The Orioles gave up in May. This was a big deal when it happened. I know it's not. It's like May 6th now. Um, but on at the end of April, yep. um, the Orioles gave up the a record for amount of home runs, 73 home runs. Oh, it's that, that juiced ball with the uh, with the seams wound tighter or whatever they say. Yeah, that, that that's a record. Do you know what the previous record was? How many home runs in a month? 50-something. Yeah, it was 50. All right. So oh. we we beat the we record obliterated that one <laughs> by 23 home runs. Wow. Uh quiz question, which Oriole pitcher has given up the most dongs? Dylan Bundy. Yep. Tied, you know who else has given up he's uh, given up nine dongs. Someone in the bullpen cuz our bullpen really sucks. Has given up nine dongs. No, these are all starters cuz they starters, pitch more. Nine dongs. Um Yep, Alex Cobb yeah. with nine dongs. Even though he's only pitched like three times, right? Yeah, then David Hess, <laughs> it's true. Then David Hess, eight dongs. Straley, <laughs> seven Hess dongs. Eight dongs. Kashner, five dongs, looking pretty good. Um, and then you get to like some of these, like I, you even forget about uh, um, these guys who, like Mike Wright. Right. Five dongs. I feel like he pitched like five times. I don't think he even pitched five times. Well, he gave up five dongs. And McCall Castro, only three dongs. I felt like how he about, had like, th- gave up like 10 dongs. How about John Means? He's given up four dongs. Four? That's not as a starter. That's, least, a, that's our it, best number. Let's start. Here you go. Josh Rogers given up three dongs. Josh Rogers. I think that. I think he only threw <laughs> Was three. Was that one pitches. game? Yeah, he's I think a he had one game. Yeah, uh, my, uh, and and here's another one. Uh, our boy Dick Blyer. He gave hurt, up two right? dongs. Yeah, he hurt. He, I forgot he even pitched this season. He Dick gave up, Blyer. He gave up um. two dongs. <laughs> I forgot he, he pitched this year. Has anyone on the Orioles not given up a dong? Um, that's a good question. Maybe I mean, besides like when Chris Davis pitches. Well, maybe, no, Chris Davis gave one up to Jonathan Scope. Wasn't like Jeffrey Ramirez just caught up? I was going to say. Alberto hasn't given one up, I don't think. Brandon Klein <laughs> just got here. He's given up two dongs. But it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep. All right. But anyway, I just thought, like, it's not just that we're giving up dongs. Pedro Arojo, he's given up a dong. It's not even that we're giving up. We, I forget that these guys. Matt Witherspoon. Who is this guy? He's giving up a dong. That's another like one one guy. Yeah, and they're 
Yeah, then uh, we got Chris Davis. Chris Davis up a dong. <laughs> giving up a dong. So, uh, wait, does your chart show... Hans Alberto gave up a, a dong. dong. Your chart is showing 25 or different pitchers have given up dongs? Yeah, I think five of them are advertisements. <laughs> right. Oh, right. hold up. Here's a pitcher with no dongs. Evan Phillips. M- Orioles MVP, Evan Phillips. <laughs> and Nate No Carnes. dongs. Nate Carnes. I think the key is to be demoted or right, hurt. Those are guys who have... Barely been up here. Or hurt. Yeah, Jeffrey Ramirez, who just got caught up. Zero That's dongs. Funny. Here's another guy with zero dongs you guys forgot to mention. Who? Jesus Sucre. <laughs> Sucre, I'm he's, sorry. He's our only position. Um, We've had three position Jesus. players this year. Only one of them has not given up a dong. Yeah, and he's the guy that got sent to AAA. How fair is that? <laughs> well, what are you right. doing? Are the only well, hey, maybe they position send him player to, didn't give up a dong? If they're smart, they send him to AAA to turn into a pitcher. Yeah, That's true. Word. That's uh, just crazy to me. But hopefully, I mean, we saw Dylan Bundy uh, when he when he, we started. He gave up no dongs. Yep. In fact, he gave up no runs. Uh, so that was a good sign. Hopefully, uh, May we see less dongs in May. Well, and that's what we can hope. For. And isn't that the whole thing where with this team and new leadership, new coaching, new analytics? Like that's what we're looking for is improvements. Like we know that when the season started, we're crap. Yeah. It's like we got to look for those little things. I keep talking about treating this as the entire season is spring training. And and we don't care about wins and losses. It, we care about seeing people in, individually improve. Yeah, I mean, David Hess giving up dongs is not a news story. Um, Dylan Bundy giving up dongs, maybe a little bit, but just picking up where he left off next year, last year. I mean, he gave a lot of dongs last year. Um, the, the fact that these bullpen arms you never heard of are giving up dongs right. surprises no one. I think the number is a little bit surprising how many dongs, but the fact that we're giving up the most dongs in baseball surprises no one. Yep. Yep. Orioles have always liked dongs. Yeah. Uh, but again, a couple bright spots. I do like, I like that in the show notes, you have bright spot, uh, Dylan Bundy. I feel like that's a new segment that we're going to have to have throughout this entire rebuild <laughs> is the bright spot of the week. It's singular bright right. spot, the bright spot. You can only pick one and yeah. someone each week becomes the bright spot. Okay, I, I mean... So this week, it's still in Bundy. Yeah, and I, and I when we started the show, I talked about the Orioles Miners and, and how that's, I think, a huge bright stop, bright spot, what the Orioles Miners pitchers yes. are doing. Um, but you're right, in the at the Major League squad... It's still in Bundy. And the truth is, there's other bright spots, like Jonathan Villar. Tonight. Yeah, and we're, and we're watching John Means today have a pretty good, have a pretty good game. Yep. Um, or an, another pretty good start. So I think you can find things to be. Yeah, there's bright spots. Just don't look at the win-loss total. Hey, the art, and I know we're kind of pushing up against time here, but someone wrote an article about um, the Orioles should move um, to Vegas. We've already covered it. Extend, yeah. extend Trey Mancini at this point. Yeah, I think it's a. Really, and I wrote an article that it's time to trade Trey Mancini. Uh, did you? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting uh, discussion where Trey Mancini fits in in the rebuilding. So you're like pro trade Trey Mancini. I'm, yeah, because I don't I cannot watch Trey Mancini and I look at the future and I say we've got Ryan Mountcastle coming up for first base. So Trey's not your first baseman. Uh we've got a whole bunch of outfielders. We all know Trey is not the best defensive outfielder. So I'm assuming that these outfielders coming up are going to be better than him. And I really don't want to extend this guy and say, you're the leader of the team. You're going to be a really good job holding down that DH slot. I don't want, I don't want Trey Mancini to be David Ortiz, especially at a young age. And I but think, by the time all these young players are ready, he will no longer be at the young age. Right? Right. He'll be getting to his 30s. Yes. When maybe he can make that transition to DH. Maybe. Maybe. But I also think that 
Trey Mancini, I would not extend him this year because last year he didn't have a great year. This year he's having a his best year of his career. You don't want to you you don't want to extend him when he's having his best year. You want to find a middle we're only a ground. Month in. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's having no. a great month. Right, right, exactly. It's still a long season. He could turn it right back down. And I'd rather like last year. I'd rather take advantage of Trey Mancini as he is now and trade him for a really good pitching prospect of the future. Like like so many people have screwed the Orioles with in the past, where we traded for who's that outfielder we traded for? Who was like the best outfielder in the National League, and then he sucked when he came to Baltimore. Oh, uh, was Gerardo that Parra. Gerardo Parra? Gerardo Parra and Travis yeah. Snyder lunchbox yeah. before and that. We traded yeah. Travis Snyder the year before. Like we, the Orioles have excelled at trading uh, future starting rotation guys for for mediocre outfielders, and I feel like it's time we get go ahead and do that as well with trading our Trey Mancini. Okay, I don't think Trey Mancini is me, is mediocre, but you can say that all you want that that he's mediocre. I think friend of the show Trey Mancini is mediocre. I think when Josh you compare Roca. I think when you compare last year and this year, this year's great. Last year's okay. You, you but the year before on... he was really good too. Like, I think last year was the anomaly. I think last year was the down year. year. Okay. I think this year is more what Trey Mancini I is. I hope so. I hope so. I just don't know if you want to set do you want to secure him as your DH? I mean Here's, like here's, is the DH, is the DH that type of role in Baltimore where we're going to have one guy who's always the DH? I don't know. I was all I always liked Buck's way of using it with a re, a rest spot. Yeah. I like that rather than a per, permanent DH. I feel like yeah, I I agree. It's been yeah. nice with Mark Trumbo hurt that we've been yes. flexible with our DH. Right. Spot. So I feel like <laughs> I don't know if I want to be in that situation with Trey of here pay you a bunch of money. To just hit for us, yeah. I, I tend, and occasionally play right field. I tend to agree with you. And if we're still three or four years away, by that time Trey Mancini will be in his you know thir- thir- 31, 32, so starting on the downside of his career. So what? So what are we doing here? On the other hand, part of me feels like you're going to trade Trey Mancini in the hopes that you get a player back who can hit as good as Trey Mancini, but probably can't. Right? Sure. Sure. Like at some point, you need to like find the guy a- and keep him. Like you, you're not gonna all of a sudden find at the same time have 25 guys come up on your major league roster ready to play. Right, and that's the interesting part of this. At rebuild. some point, you're gonna have to sign free agents. At some point, like you're gonna have to do different yeah. things to fill this roster. Right, that's the interesting, interesting part of this discussion is is when do you say okay, you're you're the future. Right, and if you wait on Trey Mancini, now if if I was Orioles, I wouldn't extend and I wouldn't trade. I would kind of wait. Yes. Um, now, if we get to the trade deadline and someone's like, here's two top 100 prospects, you're all, say, oh, right. all right, well, we can talk. Yeah, you're uh, always listening. Um, but if someone, but uh, I don't know what Trey Manistee's va- value here is, but it's not like a gots to go situation like a Zach Britton or a, even a Kevin Gossman when you were just trying to kind of move away from him. He's still under contract for three more years. There's not. Right. An immediate need. The Orioles um, really like him as the face of the organization right now. He's he's great in the locker room. Everyone loves him. Of course, great in the community. Can I say the Orioles don't give a crap about locker room guys? Um, they I, don't. Not I was like listening. I was listening to the CC R two C two the CC Sabathia podcast. Oh, with Adam Jones. And Adam Jones week? was on there. I don't know if you guys heard that. And Adam Jones said repeatedly he thought he was going to be in Baltimore for life. Well, yeah, that's why he bought Ripken's house. Yeah. And then he was, and then went in the offseason. He's like, all right, the Orioles don't want me. And then he saw Andrew McCutcheon sign for a bunch of money. And AJ Pollock signed for a bunch of money. And he thought, okay, okay, I'm going to get mine. And he never got his. 
and he never got his he, he he never got a great deal. Right. But everyone in Baltimore said, "Oh no, we can't sign Adam Jones. We can't sign Adam Jones because he's not part of the future. Because he he's going to take a spot in center field for one of our young players. Right. Anyone check lately who's playing center field for the Orioles? Freaking Stevie Wilkerson is our center fielder. <laughs> Freaking Joey Rickard is. Joey Rickard and and Stevie Wilkerson are taking turns playing center field. So don't give me this crap that Adam Jones will be taking a spot from a young prospect in center field. Because right now we're watching Stevie Wilkerson and Joey Rickard hold down the center spot. And Adam Jones, by the way, is off to a great start. If you all the former Orioles, Scope is hitting the ball. The Scope's crushing the ball. Manny's crushing the ball. Christian Walker. Christian Walker's crushing the ball. <laughs> and Jones. Jones is playing. Caleb Joseph just pitched an inning. Jones is not. Like, when you watch Jones play in Arizona now, he is not on the downside of his career. He's no. doing perfectly fine um, out in Arizona. Adam Jones says he wants to play, you know, three or four more years. Sure. Yeah. Give him the money. Yeah. I hope he gets to the World Series since the Orioles couldn't help him. Yeah, I, I do too. I am, I, I am the biggest. For how the Orioles treated him and for how much he loved Baltimore, I am the biggest Adam Jones did, fans on the planet. Did you tear up a little bit this week when Adam Jones pied Caleb Joseph that after was, a game? Yeah, that was that, little, was, that was sad. I was like, someone do a jersey swap quick. Like, can someone do? Right. You know how you can do on internet? It's yeah. a thing called Photoshop where you can Photoshop different jerseys on different players. Right. The color was off on my TV a little bit. I, yeah, I couldn't adjust it. Yeah, put that. Put the Orioles uniform on them, and so I can pretend like things are happy again. But yeah, it's good to see Adam Jones yep. playing well. All right, anything else we need to get to? I, I want to make a couple of notes about Chance Sisko's playing. He he hit last week. His batting average was five forty five. He hit five home runs. That man. When we, Where, where's he at now? He's AAA. When we talked about him uh, last, just last week, I said Chance Sisko was batting over two under under two hundred. Chance Sisko was batting under two hundred last week. He's now batting two ninety three. He has an OBP of three eighty one. The question right. is when to cop Chancisco. And you know what? If you said like, uh, you know what a lot of people say? Because I say, hey, we, they should call up Chancisco. Right. I thought they should call him up after spring training. Right. A lot of people say his defense isn't ready. Defense isn't ready. What is this nonsense? Have you noticed that our he defense was, sucks this year? We've he, had, I've never seen so many errors at the Orioles. Well, here's what I don't understand about Chancisco. He was drafted as a catcher, right? He's not a converted catcher. Right. He right. was drafted as a catcher. And he's been in the minor league system now. It feels like a long time. I don't know. How to, yeah, if your defense sucks that bad, get out of from behind the plate. Yeah, two he, years in the minors, three years. No, 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 no. He 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 was yeah he long he was longer than that. Um, we're talking he was drafted in um, 2013. Okay, so right, six so, years. If you yeah. can't fix his defense, yeah, yeah. in six years, trade him. Maybe him maybe it's not, maybe the defense that catcher is just not going to work out, right? Like You're what right. could you, and it's not like he didn't play it in college. It's not like Michael Gibbons learned new, a new position. He was drafted as a catcher, six years in the system, and you still got to worry about defense. It's not going to happen if it hasn't happened already with the defense. Um, also, though, um, he is a trade candidate because sure. the Orioles have a better catcher. Um, <laughs> Who's the better catcher? A guy named Adley Rushman. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They don't have him yet. <laughs> they don't have him yet. They will soon, soon have a new the, guy. The first week of June, they will have a new catcher, um, Adley Rushman. And so I think it'd be interesting. Like, what do they do with Chancisco if Adley Rushman is on the fast track to the majors? Um, but there's a lot of guys 
Not pitchers. All the pitchers at AAA suck. Right. Were you surprised to see Santander come up for the doubleheader and then hit a home run and be sent down right away? Yeah, well, I was going to say there's a lot of like AAA hitters who are playing well. Ryan Matkaus is playing really well. Um, you mentioned Anthony Santander's playing really well. DJ Stewart as of late. DJ Stewart, OBP of 393. Uh, he's playing really well. Um, so there's a lot of guys. I mean, Mountcastle, 381 with five home runs. Um, that boy's got an OPS of 903. Um, so plenty of guys to bring up. Yeah, there's a lot of good offensive young players. So I'm curious is who's the next guy going to be between um, – I like I know the next guy's going to be some bum pitcher. But between like the real prospects, who's going to be the next guy up? Is it going to be Chancisco? Is it going to be DJ Stewart? Is it going to be Santander? Is it going to be Ryan Mountcastle? Where's, what's going on with Austin Hayes now? Is he hurt again? He's now for the first time like taking batting practice. Okay, so he's right. he's, so he's not he got injured yet. at the end of spring training, right? And still hasn't made it back yet. But he's close to being back, um, and that'd be another guy to watch very closely. I don't think Ryan Mountcastle will be brought up this year. But if if I was a betting man, I would say. And ever since I saw Austin wins throw the ball to second base oh, he, when no one was there. I don't know why he wasn't. <laughs> with with two outs when, when and the, the throw the was team, the first. The rest of the team's walking off the field. Yeah. Yeah, he should have been cut instantly. Yeah. He should have been pulled from the game and then sent down to the minors. I, I know. Now I, I feel like now I can't even judge Austin wins because I'm biased and I just think of that one player all the time. Yep. And so I feel like I can't even judge him anymore. That's fine. Andrew um, Kashner feels the same way about him. But Yeah, but give me chance, Cisco. Yeah, that Andrew Kashner, poor guy, he was looking at defense – Yep. Ter- uh, being terrible left and right. All right. That's a fast hour, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little under an hour. But, yeah. Uh, I think we're right at an hour. All right, fine. Whatever you say. Especially by the time I wrap if, this if, thing up. <laughs> right, if I have to play the Bad Bird song how, three times. How short are we of an hour? Let's talk about I, this. I don't know. No, uh... We appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you get your Day at the Bay tickets. We'll tweet that out for yeah. you, and we'll uh, put that on our Facebook page. Yeah. We'll go ten, to section36.com. You got no reason not to go. Father's Day, 10 bucks, box seats. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so get those tickets. Keep keep telling people about the show. To explain to people that even though the Orioles suck, like we're, we're putting, trying to put a positive spin on it and, and giving you kind of notes and guys to watch in the minors. Yeah, do the Section 36 Challenge. Five minutes of one five seven. Uh, uh, particularly, I would, I would, if I were you, I would choose the morning talk guys. Ed Norris, easy to compete. Yeah, yeah. Put Ed Norris on there for five minutes, and then put us on there for five minutes, and, and then, see what they choose. And then you can compare us to any other Baltimore sports podcast. Yeah, we'll take that challenge. We, we accept the challenge. Um, we will also accept any type of anchorman style fight out in the parking lot. Yeah, we're always. I'm always down for a good brawl. Make sure you write us a review on iTunes and spread the word. You can follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. And you can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Brody. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Golden Birds. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.